I'm Taylor Squellia, and this is Girl, It Is Time to Thrive. So today we have Sandy Park with us, and she is absolutely phenomenal. She is a entrepreneur, certified public accountant, and digital course creator. And she originally started out in accounting, and now she has Tidy with Spark, which is a professional home organization and Pinterest marketing educator. She's grown her business through Pinterest, and today we are actually going to be talking about Pinterest. So thank you so much for being here, Sandy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. I am so excited to have you on. I've had a few people who um, are entrepreneurs as well that talk about business, but I haven't had... A person who knows about Pinterest and I feel like whenever I talk about Pinterest with fellow uh, entrepreneurs and people in business we're kind of just like winging it we're like I don't really know how Pinterest works it just kind of all of a sudden like I have some pins that have 10,000 impressions and some that get 30 so I'm really excited to have you on here today and kind of just tell us all a little bit about Pinterest. So how did you get started with Pinterest? If you don't mind, we'll start with that. Yeah, absolutely. So I did the exact same thing as I was getting just a random hodgepodge of impressions and I didn't really know what it all meant. And I wasn't really leaning heavily into Pinterest yet until this year. And once I figured out that, you know, I think I really need to use this for organic marketing of my business, I just spent a bunch of time trying to figure out Pinterest on my own. So beginning in April of this year, that's exactly what I did. I just tried a bunch of different things. Trial and error is what I did. And through that process across the past seven or eight months, I've grown my following to huge amounts. I started out with 31 followers in April, and now I'm at about 174,000 followers. And that all took place a span, thank you, in a span of (laughs) seven to eight months. And all because, and it was all organic traffic. So there's no paid ads in all of that. And what that actually amounted to in terms of impressions was 135 million impressions. And for those of you who don't know what an impression is, that's actually how many times my content has been on someone's screen, which is phenomenal, 135 million. That's incredible. (laughs) I couldn't even imagine that. Yeah, exactly. Especially since if you look at the actual numbers of Pinterest users globally, they have 444 million global users. And in the U.S. specifically, they have less than 100 million. So I had more impressions than they have followers or users total. So I I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So what I did is I realized I need to focus in on this one strategy and try it. And so I just did the trial and error and through that figured out what worked for my account and my content and then grew the following in that way. Wow. So how has it changed your business? I mean, obviously you're reaching more people. Are you, is it just impressions or are you getting sales from it as well? That's an excellent question. I am getting just the impressions, but in addition, I'm getting sales because now that I'm a course creator, I put out different content to attract the audience and it's working. So I've gotten sales from Pinterest directly as well as boosting my email list. That's been a huge game changer for me in my email marketing strategy. And I would say I get hundreds a month just from Pinterest alone compared to my other social media platforms. 
which, you know, there's Instagram and TikTok and, but Pinterest outpaces all of those, even though that's a new strategy that I applied this year. That's really incredible. A hundred a month. I mean, people would kill to have that. And you just do that in one social media outlet. That's amazing. I find that Pinterest is really, I'm still new to it, but it's, that is my goal is more, if I could get more people on my email list than just rather, I mean, obviously sales are amazing, but that's incredible that you've grown your email list with it because that's how you really nurture people. So for people who don't have an email list, I highly recommend starting one because social media is just borrowed space and an email list is so important. So that's incredible that you're getting that many people a month off of it. Yeah, it's so true. It is borrowed space. And that's actually the reason why I backed off my social media marketing so that I can work on the actual list building because that's where you're going to make your sales when you build mm-hmm. and nurture that list. And so knowing that I did back off on all the other social medias and have doubled down on this strategy, which is, like I said, creating those leads that are converting. So what kind of strategy, like you said, you did trial and error. So which, how did you do that? Like if someone was trying to decide what to do, what works best for them, were you looking at data analytics? Were you just kind of seeing what was converting to email lists? Like how did you know when it was really working? Was it just impressions or was it um, conversion? So in Pinterest, you have impressions, but you also have other metrics as well, such as uh, saves, that's a big okay. one, as well as um, they have this new thing called tries as well. And so anytime someone saves your your pin, that's considered a repin because they're repinning it to their boards and okay. any of their audiences are going to see that pin as well. So okay. you can imagine how this kind of can grow organically, especially if you have a pin that is uh, doing very well. But there are a lot of different stats that Pinterest offers uh, the user to be able to look at, especially if you have a business account, which I highly recommend anyone who is in business to have an account that is a business type account because you can see so many different analytics. But as part of my trial and error, a big thing was I paid attention to the new features that the platform was putting out. Mm-hmm. And at the time, that was this thing called Idea Pins. And that's the hot new thing. And it's actually not even new. It started in the summer of 2020. And even at the time that I took it on in April, it was called Story Pins. But now it's kind of settled. The dust has settled. And now it's called Idea Pins. And what that is, is a new type of pin. And what that does is you can actually put video in this pin across up to 20 frames. And that video can be three seconds up to 60 seconds. And so what I realized is this was being pushed heavily by Pinterest. So I said, okay, let me do what they were wanting me to do. And so I put out video and lo and behold, video was just skyrocketing. And just Mm -hmm. like all the other social platforms, video is it. Pinterest, just like all the other platforms are trying to get the user's attention and grab that screen time. And they're doing it by video. So I leaned heavily into using video and attracted my audience like gangbusters. It did. Okay. Amazing. And that's what I really played around with is heavily leaning into video. That's amazing. I, um, I always, so that's really helpful because for a lot of people, when they see 20 frames, I know I've done a few with video and then I've done idea pins with pictures. So it's really good to know that 
that idea pins are mostly you should be using video with that mostly because I know a lot of people use pictures with it as well. Well, as a point of clarification, you can do both actually. And it depends on what you are trying to convey to your audience, what problem you're trying to solve for them or share an idea with them. And if it's better done through video, go with a video. But if you can do it with pictures, that's also an option. And I wouldn't discount being able to use pictures because you, there's still a value there as well. But whenever you go to your home feed on any of the social platforms or Pinterest, anytime you see movement, your eye naturally is going to go there. And that's yeah. video. So that is True. why precisely why video is taking off and it's performing so well on the idea pins. Okay. So how many idea pins do you recommend a week? Cause I've, I've read so many different things about it. So what's your take on that? That's a great question. And I think it's going to vary for everybody, but I do believe if you make one a week, you're probably pretty good. I actually did not follow this in the beginning. I was putting out an idea pin a day and actually I got some stats from Pinterest yesterday. Um, so this is very timely in the past, since April, I've created 153 idea pins. So if you average that across that time period, that's about four to five a week, which is pretty significant. Now that could account for why my growth has exploded, but I do think that you could really do about one a week and that that would be fine. Okay, that's really encouraging because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, another platform that I have to be creating content for. So one, if someone could at least do one a week, they'll, uh, they'll start making progress in Pinterest. So that's really encouraging. And I actually like that you mentioned that fa the fact that we are on so many different platforms and we're creating content for each specific platform. But I want to share that I actually repurpose my content all the mm -hmm. time. And that is exactly what I did in April when I started is I got other videos that was that I was creating for other platforms, whether it be Instagram reels or whether it's going to be uh, TikTok videos. I use those and I repurpose them while respecting the platform that I'm on Pinterest, mm -hmm. you know, taking off any watermarks, being mindful of taking off music that's copyrighted or words that are copyrighted and then putting them on Pinterest and repurposing them. And by doing that, I basically exponentially increase my reach on the same content. And I did that specifically for one particular video that went mega viral and it went mega viral on all three platforms. Wow. That's incredible. What, what kind of video was it? I'm curious. I'm going to have to go search for it now. Right. So my niche is home organization. And this particular video was on organizing the cords under your desk, which is a common problem across across the globe, really. Right. And yes. so it was a video organizing your cords. And for whatever reason, um, it just took off. And I knew, OK, it took off on this platform. I know it's going to take off on this other one. So I repurposed it and then I did it again. And in addition to that, I also repurposed it on the same platform, Pinterest, in multiple different ways. And this is something that I speak to specifically in my course, but there is no reason why you shouldn't be repurp repurposing your own content. Okay. That's it. So how do you do that? Like, how do you repurpose content on Pinterest? Like, if you want to take one thing and redo it. 
Excellent question. So if you're starting out with a blog, then you have the words that you wrote in the blog and all of the concepts that you're sharing, any ideas or any how-tos. And then you can make an idea pin with images that are related to those same points. So if you were gonna use static images, you could have uh, your frame one have one point and then your second frame be a second point and so on and so forth. So if you had a blog post on the top five ways to get organized in your kitchen, you could have five frames for each of those tips in your idea pin. And that would be for a static idea pin. Now you could also take it up another, another notch and add video. So a video could be representing each of those five ideas for organizing the kitchen. Wow. And that then you is... would package up. Yeah. So there's different ways you could do this for sure. My brain is like going right now because I am currently working on my 2022 marketing strategy and I've been spending so much time looking at like how I want to up things and my brain is just going right now. That is so, I love that. That is really helpful. That's fantastic. And if you have static frames that you're using in your idea pins, let's say those five frames that you had um, in the idea pin, you can then repurpose those as standard pins as well. Okay. So you can hit it at multiple angles with the exact same content. Should you be doing more standard pins than idea pins right now? Actually, it's the opposite. In my okay. opinion, because Pinterest is heavily leaning into video and they really are pushing idea pins, okay. it is important to have your strategy incorporate idea pins um, and more so than st standard pins. Now, that doesn't mean you don't do any standard pins. You absolutely need to continue on with your standard print strategy. And the reason specifically is currently with idea pins, you cannot add a link that is going to take the user off to whatever that links to. Now, it's something that might change in the future, but I don't think it's gonna change anytime soon. But for a standard pin, you can have a destination URL that when a user clicks on it, it's gonna take them to that link. It doesn't work that way with idea pins. There is no actual placeholder to do this. However, you can add a link. Now that it just will not be linkable as in when you click on it, it's an active link. So there is mm -hmm. a difference there. How do you bring people to your blog or to an opt-in form with an idea pen? Excellent do you write question. it in the notes or do you keep because your website's linked in the bio? So both ways. A lot of times okay. when someone is coming across my content, they go to my idea pin they don't just see that one idea pin. They're going to all my other content. They're hitting up my profile and seeing what else I have to share. And so when they're curious like that, they're most definitely going to go to my, my bio, my, my bio section where they can pick up where my website is. They can go there, but also for idea pins specifically, I do put the link in the notes section. And also sometimes I put it in as a static image in as one of the frames. And um, you can also put it in as a comment. A lot of times if I reference a lead magnet in the, in the idea pin, people will ask me, well, where is the link? I want the link. So then you can put it in the comments and they can grab it there as well. So there are options here and, and it actually works because that's exactly how I got my sales. That's, I never thought to put it in the comments. That's 
my mind is being blown right now. It's so simple, but I was never have thought of that. Yeah, because oftentimes, if you think about Pinterest, they make their money through ads. And so if you're featuring an idea pin that happens to have a product, a lot of times people want to recreate your idea by using that exact same product. So they'll often ask, hey, where's that product from? I want the link. So then you drop in your link. So it's no different than that, except for in this case, it would be for lead magnet. Okay. Wow, that's really, that's good. Very helpful. My next question about the links is, do you need it verified in your um, bio? Is that, is it really crucial to have that or is it not that important? So I think you might be asking about the links, um, not so much a lead magnet, but you're talking about your verified account and for it to be your claimed website. So on your bio, yes. So on your bio, there's a section where you can claim your website. And I highly recommend you do this. And that's because when you do this, anytime you're putting out content on Pinterest, Pinterest is going to know that is your content based on the fact that you verified or claimed your website. And you're going to get extra analytics on that traffic to your website. And as a business owner, we need all those numbers because we need to analyze it and see what's performing and what's actually taking off and getting traction. So I highly recommend that you claim your website. And you can only claim, if I know this correctly, the like the actual website. You can't claim like what .com and with a slash. Like you can't claim like your links page or any of like anything like that. It has to be just your website. Am I is that correct? So you can claim your website and you can claim a subdomain. So okay. you can do both. Okay, that's good to know. I didn't know that. I I cuz I I know I couldn't do Linktree, so I made like a links page on my website that has a f- few different links cuz I have a food blog that I started before I actually created this website that I have. So my website has links to my food blog. But my food block, I couldn't claim both. So I made a links page and I didn't realize I could claim that on Pinterest. So ooh, I'll be doing that when we get off subdomain. So how did your Pinterest strategy have to differ from Instagram or TikTok? Great question. I love this question. It actually is interesting. Pinterest, even though it is a search engine, a visual search engine, it is absolutely changing to become a social media platform as well. So it's becoming a hybrid. And I fully stand by this because I've seen evidence of it by Pinterest leaning heavily into videos. Pinterest is also trying to create communities. They're created this whole thing called creator community, which is AKA also known as influencer community, which we all know from social media platforms like Instagram and TikTok. So they are going in that direction and they're already there basically. So I've actually been able to leverage the knowledge that I have from what I've done in terms of strategy for Instagram and TikTok and applied it to Pinterest. So they are different, but, and we do need to know that there those differences and use it accordingly, but they're becoming very social. And so I use a lot of the same strategies um, across all three platforms because I can. Now, where they differ is going to be the descriptions. When you're adding any copy, you really need to write copy that's gonna speak to your audience so that they take further action and click on any of your links. And that's on Pinterest. 
Same goes with Instagram and TikTok. You don't have too much real estate in the copy area. You do a little bit on Instagram, but not so much on TikTok. So you got to take into consideration those differences. And specifically in Pinterest, you have up to 500 characters. So consider that in terms of where you can actually beef up your content in terms of the words that you use to grab that audience. Um, so I, I pretty much think of them very similarly, but noting the slight differences between them. But as Pinterest becomes more and more social and more heavily leaning into video, I'm able to use the same knowledge that I have on these other platforms onto Pinterest. Okay. That's, and when you do, when you're talking copy, um, for people who may not know what cop when she what she means is she means how you speak to your audience like the captions like TikTok you can't really write many cap like a big caption but Instagram you can write a larger caption so it's how you speak to someone how you tell the story in that caption is probably the simplest way to say it and um with Pinterest are you putting are you writing words into like your idea pin because I know you have there's a text place for that or are you strictly doing it in the notes section. So I'm utilizing both. I'm using, utilizing all the different areas where I can put copy because Pinterest is going to index those words. They're looking at all those words. So if you have words in on the actual uh, face of the first frame on an idea pin, they're going to be looking at that and indexing that. There's also um, intelligence that is looking at the picture the frame, the actual video, it's interpreting what's in that video as well. So if you have text there, it's going to pick that up. In the notes specifically, you want to add keywords that are relevant to your ideal customer or whatever pain point that you're solving. And so it's going to pick up those words there as well. So these are all opportunities of where you can actually put in keywords that allows you to get searched. And another layer is there's tagging. There are tags that you can add in each idea pin that is going to also be another measurement or another way that Pinterest is going to identify what that content is. And you get up to 10 of those. So it's absolutely, you've got to use all of those different features to put in the keywords to, so that your audience can find you. Okay. That was actually my next question was about the tags. How important are they? But I, I assume they're very important. I kind of think of them almost like a, they're not hashtags, but they're are they helpful for people to search you, I'm assuming? Yes, With, it's helpful yeah. for people to search you as well as for Pinterest to even know what this pin is about. That's mm-hmm. the very important thing about Pinterest is that other users, not necessarily creators, are trying to find something. They're trying to find an idea, get inspired, any of these things. When they put in and type keywords into the Pinterest search bar, they want information related to their search to show up, just like a search engine, just like Google. And Pinterest is heavily invested in bringing up search results that the user wants. Okay. If it doesn't serve up content that the user actually wanted, then they miss the mark, right? So then mm-hmm. the Pinterest users actually leave the platform. And that is not what Pinterest wants. So it's in Pinterest's best interest to put in uh, content or serve up content that the user actually wants. So those, so they're using the keywords that the creator uses to do this. 
And so it's all very linked and it's very important. Wow. This has been so helpful. Can you talk a little bit about your course? Because I know you've mentioned that a few times. Yes. So I just created a course at the end of October and I'm so excited about it. And I just delivered it to my um, to my students and we had a grand old time learning about Pinterest. And it's a beginner Pinterest course for course creators specifically. Now, can other people outside of course creators take it like small business owners? Absolutely. I go through all of the foundations necessary to create your Pinterest account. The foundation is so important. And then I build on it. I talk all about the different pins and the pin anatomy, how to create the pins and what you wanna add, such as adding the relevant keywords and descriptions. And then we talk all about strategy in terms of repurposing content, how to draw from the content you already have. And then finally, we look at the analytics. That's a big part of understanding whether or not your Pinterest strategy is actually working. So you just have to dig into the numbers to see what is and what isn't working. And we go through all of that into my course. So it's a um, it's a fun course and it's probably uh, more in depth and uh, than people actually expect, but it's got mm-hmm. a lot of great content and it's pretty rich with information. It sounds amazing. Are you launching in the early new year again or, when, or yes. do you not know yet? Yes, yeah, so my plan is to launch in February. So I'm awesome. excited for that. Well, that's great. I will make sure to link your Instagram and your Pinterest so people can check you out as well as some of the other links that you pass along to me. And hopefully if you guys are listening to this and you are looking to learn more about Pinterest, this was just the beginning. She has a whole course on it that goes into so much more detail than what we talked about today. And just by talking to you, I have already learned so much. So I am very interested in your course. You actually might see me as one of your students. Wonderful. I would love to have you. Well, thank you so much, Sandy, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It's been a joy to share Pinterest with all of you. Thank you. Wasn't Sandy amazing, guys? I hope that you learned from her. I know I could personally talk with her for like another hour on Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram. She has built such a social media presence and she's extremely knowledgeable. I'm going to link all of her stuff below. So give her a follow, learn from her, and I hope that you guys have a great week. As always, be kind to someone, eat some good food, and pat yourself on the back because it is your time to thrive and that starts with it.